This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Now, Brian, in the past, our man Toby Dow yes. has enlightened us on a couple of True Crime Tuesday topics. Uh, yes. We had, who did we have? JFK. JFK. No, we, sorry. Uh, no. Sorry. The sorry. NFL player. Um, OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. Uh, then we talked about Jeffrey Dahmer. That's right. And today yes. we're going to talk about, well, it's an investigation that it's, I suppose, how old is it? 1998? Six, I think it was. Yeah. So they've reopened the- 1990. 1990. 1990, yeah. yeah. Jeez, I was a bit off. <laughs> yeah. So this is why we've got a true crime expert. In. <laughs> yes. Toby Dow, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, how are we? Yeah, we're going good. Now, Toby, before we get into this, how did you- uh, 1996. Sorry. Oh, 1996, there you go. Uh, just wondering, you were at the Christian Brothers Bondi reunion on Saturday. Uh, yes. Fun was yeah. had by all. It was. Joel, your mate was holding court like a true A-grader. Uh, my mate, De- Danielli. Yeah, um... De Francesco. <laughs> yeah, no, De Francesco. No, no, the, the, the guy's sitting straight across from you. Mate, i tell you what. <laughs> I didn't realise we had so many Italians at our school. Really? Yes. Yeah, Greeks and Italians. A lot of yeah. Italians. So a lot of uh, Bondi in the early 80s. Uh, a lot of Greeks, a yes. lot of Italians, because it's a Catholic school, mm. of course. A lot of fruit shops. Lot, yeah, there was, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely it, yeah, it was. But it was, a, it was a great day. Toby was there just singing, pieces flowing like a river. It was awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, Anthony, D- Toby yeah. Dow, let's get into John Benet Ramsey. What can you tell us? Yeah, John Benet Ramsey, well, it's close to my heart, Brian, because I use this murder in my book. And, mate, when I stumbled across it, this is a very dark crime. This is, uh, I think when, if they ever solve this crime, I think we'll find the Boulder, Colorado had a dark, deep secret. But I'll get into that in a minute. So for those that don't know the crime, on December 26th, so Boxing Day 1996, John Benet's mother, Patsy, walked downstairs. And at the bottom of the stairs, she found a two-and-a-half-page ransom note. Now, we'll get back to the ransom note because it's a major piece of evidence in this case which sort of brings the family into it. And I'll, I'll go into detail with that a bit more in a moment. Um, they alerted the police. That was about 10 to 6 in the morning on Boxing Day. The police turned up. They did a cursory uh, look around the house but found no evidence of a break-in. The, they ended up at about 1 o'clock. Well, before that, actually, the Ramseys, which was weird, rang all their friends and family and... Everyone turned up to the house. So straight away, if it's a crime scene, it's being contaminated. And I I think this may have been a ploy, which I'll get to, sorry, a bit later. I'm jumping the gun here. But what happened was the police turned up. John and his friend at about 1 p.m., so this is a long time later, uh, went down to the basement. They searched the whole house, which you would have thought would have been searched already. And they found John Bonet downstairs. Now, she'd been murdered. Uh, she had a garrote around her throat, which is uh, a bit of tweed uh, rope with uh, it was a broken paint stick at the back of the throat. And if you obviously tie the paint stick around, the garrote pulls tighter. And that's how she died for asphyxiation. 
she'd been sexually uh, molested or assaulted, duct tape over her mouth and hands and feet, etc. And she was wrapped up in a white blanket. They brought her upstairs and laid her out in full view of everyone, uh, which is weird that they would bring her up, uh, especially with the gentleman. He had a gentleman with him called Fleet White, who was a friend of theirs. Hang on, uh, hang on. Who's Fleet? Him. Who's Fleet? Because I've heard that name before. Is that the dad's mate? Yes, correct. That is correct. That's the dad's mate. So they found the body, the two of them, and they brought uh, the body upstairs. And then, of course, the investigation takes place. Now, straight away, blame was pointed at the parents. Um, now, when, when you look at the evidence here, so let's have a look at the, the ransom note, which is the major piece of evidence here, I think, when you look at it. There's, on the ransom note, was actually written inside the house because they found the pad which had the indent on the, on the pad. So it was a two-and-a-half-page ransom note, which is really weird. Uh, one of the guys from the FBI said he's never ever seen a two-and-a-half-page ransom note before uh, in 60 years because people normally don't write that big note. And the evidence within the note said that they demanded $118,000. Now, that amount is the exact same amount that John Ramsey had been given as his Christmas bonus. Mm. Now, John Ramsey was a very wealthy man. He had his own jet. He had a multi-million dollar defense, a billion dollar defense contract back then, actually. Uh, he worked, he had a company, I think it was called Acor uh, Graphics, and they had a, a uh, contract with Lockheed Martin, who also had the, they were in business with, with the defense contract. Oh, so there's a lot of the bushes. heavy players here. Yeah, so there's a lot of heavy players here. And it's, Boulder, Colorado is a very wealthy area. I think there's a lot of, uh, people within society there that are you know well looked after, you could say. So when they started looking at this case, I think there's only two main reasons that this could have happened. So at first there was, we'll, we'll go through more, more of them, but uh, one was either one of the three Ramses, either John Patchy or Burke, the son. Now, Patchy and Burke were the ones who were mainly criticised for the murder of this, um, from wetting the bed to her eating pineapple. There was all these different excuses that people used, but... Yeah, that's a pretty weak excuse to kill a child, especially in that fashion. And then you've got the intruder theory that someone broke into the house, sat down and wrote a two and a half page, basically document essay uh, that they were looking at them. They needed to go to the bank, get them out in $100 and $20 bills. They didn't like John. They would kill the daughter if he tried anything. A very elaborate type of um, ransom note, which is it's just weird. It didn't make sense. And there's only two other people in the world at the time that knew how much money he'd been given for a bonus. Now, once you exclude those people, then the ransom note becomes quite obviously obvious that it was probably written by someone within the family or someone in the know, I would say. Now, the grand jury, they had a grand jury sit down with this for 13 months and go over all the evidence. Now, 13 months on a grand jury is, well, it's a very long time actually to go through everything. And when it finished, the grand jury, the DA at the time, Alex Hunter, who refused to go down any type of, I suppose you would say, dark side of Boulder. He refused to open up any. He just, he just sealed the, uh, sealed the documents and not let anyone read the documents. And that sort of brought, I suppose, a lot of um, controversy to the case itself and how it was being handled. Now, the, the funny thing is with this uh, grand jury, there was a couple of people that have already spoken about before with other cases who testified in this. So Barry Sheck, who we talked about with the OJ, and also Adnan Syed, is with the Innocent Program. He he actually testified at the grand jury, as, as, as well did Henry Lee, who was, Henry Lee was actually the main witness for the prosecution in the OJ Simpson case till he told him that OJ didn't do it because there was two different sized knife wounds. So they flicked him and he ended up being a 
defence witness. So Henry Lee is a forensic uh, criminologist who you send to, uh, to scenes and he tells you exactly what happened from blood splatter to knife, like everything, how, how he is. That, that's his job. He's probably the world's foremost criminologist in that aspect. They all testified at this grand jury. Now, at the end of the grand jury, uh, years later, a publication took the DA to court and won four paragraphs of the sealed documents to come out. And it was given that the grand jury believed that both Patsy and John Ramsey should be taken, uh, should be indicted. And the indictment says on two counts, each of child abuse, who, and it says the parents did unlawful, knowingly, recklessly, and feloniously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that, pro, that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of John Bonet. So what they're saying is, so... I started looking into this case more and listening to a lot of podcasts with people like Stephen Singular, who's fantastic on it. And these are uh, investigative journalists who look into all these cases and they go and do their own research and they talk to the other people in jails and all behind the scenes in areas. And they said they all come up with the same thing, that there's a, what I was alluding to earlier, there's a very dark side of Boulder. Because you've got to remember, she was a beauty pageant queen and there's a big beauty pageant type uh, culture within that, within that community. Now, with that comes, obviously, predatory-type people. And in this case especially, they, they were alerted a lot of times. They alerted the DA a lot of times. They were hearing that the night of the murder, that John Bonet actually wasn't at home, that she'd gone to see a secret Santa. And she, she told a lot of people that, and, and witnesses had come forward. But the Ramses just denied it all the time. And so they believe, so it's not just uh, Stephen Singer, but a lot of other investigative journalists I've listened to, they believe that she was actually murdered elsewhere and transported back home. Now, when she was brought back home, they then corroborated their stories because Patsy and uh, John also went down to the police station and gave uh, witness statements, which sort of exonerated them to a degree. So my feeling is that there was an underlying, uh, I suppose you say, community here, really dark sea underlying community within the Boulder, uh, within the rich, wealthy people of Boulder that may have been a very, um, I suppose you'd say, predatory type, you know, situation. And I believe, you know, that's how she may have died. Well, obviously, we'll find. I'm hoping that with this investigation, because everywhere they turned back then, everything along those lines, they just got neglected. They didn't want to know anything about it. And they just kept going down the line that there was a, a person that intruded the house. But when you, you know, when you read the evidence on it, like, you know, the Two and a half page, someone sat down at a table in, a, in the house where they said they kidnapped a girl who they didn't kidnap. They left her downstairs. They can tell that she was uh, sexual molested. There was DNA found in her underwear, but she'd also been cleaned up, so there was no uh, semen found. It's a really dirty, dark case, this so, one. And Tobes, I, you know, I Tobes can I ask yeah. you this? I've got a question. Where were the parents? Did the girl go missing before? So John Bonet go missing before this? Because I'm just wondering why the ransom note no, was no, no. inside the house. Or yeah, did the parents, so, did the parents okay, so, pre- like, did they show the police they yeah. got this ransom note? Yes. So, well, no, so she got up, she woke up in the morning. Patsy woke up in the morning, walked down the stairs. The first thing she found was the ransom note, which explained that they'd taken the daughter. Right. So before they found the body, but what a lot of people are alluding to is that they probably wrote the note with someone uh, because no one knew about the money. No one knew, uh, you know, the ransom owner said they had the body. They didn't have the body. The body was downstairs in the basement. Now, going back to that Fleet White, there's a few people of interest, like the photographer, 
who they reckon lost it after. So he was the photographer for all the young girls, and they said he was really weird. And he'd left his wife and his daughter and rented a one-bedroom apartment within Boulder, Colorado. And, you know, that that's what I'm saying. That type of industry, that, that beauty pageant industry with these young girls, it, it will attract a certain type of person without, without fail. And in this case, when you read into the depths of some of the uh, stories that are told here without having to... Um, you know, a lot of it's obviously not on record because it was in the grand jury, which we heard, which is why they, they were supposed to be indicted on those charges, which alludes to the fact that they knew what happened or they know what happened and they knew who did it and they put her in that position. So that's what they were saying the night before. There was a chance that she was actually murdered somewhere the night before. Mm. Um, the parents knew about this or knew who did it and they took her back and then obviously the ransom note was in. You don't go and write a two-and-a-half-page ransom note on a piece of paper in the person's house that you're kidnapping the child from. What if you couldn't find a pad? Yeah. You went in there. Like it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. It's what about the son? What about the, the brother? Yeah, the, how old was he, the brother? That, that, cause there, there is, Burke, I think, I think, yeah, I think Burke was only 10 at the time. So he's, he, um, he got a lot of blame. Yeah. He, there was a lot of heat. There was the, John sort of got exonerated straight away from the public perception, but Patsy and Burke were the two that were really looked at, but the, the meanings for them were both really weak. So a lot of people thought Patsy had written the uh, the ransom note because it, it was similar to her writing, but the writing sort of doesn't really relate to anyone if you have a look at the ransom note. Burke it was because they found pineapple in her stomach and that, that night the Ramses didn't know she'd eaten pineapple, but Burke was eating pineapple at, at the kitchen table. And the, the argument was that he got upset that she took pineapple from him. Now, to kill your sister over a piece of pineapple, it's, it's a hard stretch to believe that would happen. And, you know, then you got Patsy. They said that, you know, she went to bed. Patsy hated her for wetting the bed. She lost it. Again, it's, a, it's another hard stretch. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. When, when you read the grand jury's indictment and they say that, now they've heard all the evidence. Uh, they've heard people come forward. Obviously, it's a closed court. They've heard all the, all the stuff. And, but the, these people, these people I listened to, all these investigative journalists who said they heard so much stuff about that exact community, the Boulder, Colorado community, said every time they went to the DA with evidence, whenever time they went to the police, they said, I'll just met with silence. He said, no one wanted to touch that aspect of the case. No one wanted to get down that path. And, and they were saying it was like these people were being protected. And it was like there was a lot of people well up within the industries that were like, you don't go down that path. But I'm just hoping now, because the case has been so long, like, you know, we're going on 30 years, whatever it is now, that... The, there's no ties left to that community for those people. So the new district attorney, the new head of police, these people don't care about protecting those people anymore. And I think that's the only way you're really going to find out. I, I don't, I couldn't imagine it was a, an intruder because I couldn't imagine an intruder did that would be panicking. They'd be you know, trying to get it done as quick as possible. They don't sit down at a desk mm. and write to an mm. Is the dad dead? That doesn't make... Is the dad still alive? No, the mum is. The mum died. No, the, the mum died. Uh, I think the mum died and the dad's still alive. Yeah, the dad's still and alive. Is... So the dad's well. I just. Sorry, and the son is too, yes. Is the, is the dad still, yeah. like, does the son, what's his name, Burke? Burke, yeah. Is he still, like, with the dad? Are they still a family? Like, uh, yeah, I think that's the last. So he, he actually, I think, he first talked about, he very first talked about, I think he may have come out on Dr. Phil, because he never talked about it for a long, long time. It was only a couple of years ago he gave his first interview on it. And, my, you know, you feel a bit sorry for him because he's only 10 years old at the time. And he was really pressured that it was him about doing yeah. it. But, you know, she had a fractured skull as well. So she was hit over the head. But they said that she died from asphyxiation, which was obviously the grot around her throat. But, mate, it's, it's, I think there's a very dark side to this community there that a lot of people don't want to find out. And on a 
you know, there's a couple of podcasts which I listen to, which even for me when I was listening to it, it was like, I don't know if I want to hear this. Like, it's very dark because the internet was at its infancy back then. And these people tell you things about the internet and about certain pageant girls and things like that, which they found out. And when, as I said, when they took it to the district attorney or to the police, they were met with silence and no one wanted to investigate the side of it. They just kept going down the, the Ramseys. But I don't think the Ramseys did it. I don't think Patsy or John did it myself, but I do believe they know, is that what the grand jury, that they know what happened. Mm. Yeah, it's heavy. So you mentioned um, as well, uh, Tobes, around uh, Adnan Sayed. Um Yes. Had you followed that closely? So he's out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So one of the so – it's weird that, like, nearly every case I've mentioned here, Barry Sheck's been mentioned. So he's a, one of the most foremost uh, DNA experts in America. So that's – and he does that innocence program. I, I didn't realise until uh, last night that he actually testified at this grand jury. So obviously, I, I you know, I'd explained before that he was the what's DNA he, and blood so What's he that. do? Is he a DNA scientist or something? Yes, no. So he, no, he's a lawyer, but he's the. So he was the DNA and blood expert for the defence in the Dream Team in the OJ Simpson case. I gotcha. But he started the he started the Innocence Program, which was the one that got Adnan Sayed out of jail. Right. So, so that was the two cases that we explained about. But he also so he gave evidence at this trial, as well. So two of the three people. Uh, two of the three that were just mentioned, plus Henry Lee, they're all in the O.J. Simpson case. They all gave evidence at this trial as well. And for those guys to get to give evidence at this trial and the grand jury turned out and said, you should indict the parents, not for murder, but for knowingly putting the child in the harm's way of, um, of uh, you know, which led to her murder. That's what they wanted her indicted. But when it finished the grand jury, the district attorney at the time, Alex Hunter, just... Uh, sealed the documents and won't let anyone see and, and wouldn't indict anybody, which goes to show, which probably leads to those, you know, investigative journalists' theories that there's a dark, seedy side to that community. That and no one and what, like high, prof- high profile people yeah. in, that, in that community? Well, he, he's high profile. Yeah, he's very high profile. He's, you know, he's multi. You know, like I said, he had his own jet. He you know, had a massive billion. He had the biggest contract at the time, or his company did the biggest defense contract at the time. There's people there that get protected, you know, that. So, yeah, you know, and it wouldn't be just him. Not there would be he wouldn't hang around Christian Brothers reunion. You know what I mean? He would be dealing with you know some of the biggest and the most powerful people in the Colorado district, and you know judges, lawyers, other you know huge defense contractors, politicians. Uh, they're Republican down there, so you know the Republican side of it, which oh, I, I think I was you. George Bush. Which uh, so you know these guys are all you know they're heavy hitters, and so if things they don't want things to come out, I'm pretty sure they can put their foot down to make sure things don't. And that hasn't come out. That side of it just never came out. I only found it because I investigated it and I started reading all these investigative journalists, people, and they all had exactly the same response saying the same thing, that every time they fronted with evidence about this and that they should look this way, they said it just got met with silence. No one wanted to go down that path. But that, see, Fleet White, I brought him up before, the friend that went downstairs and found the body with uh, John Ramsey. Now, you would only take him down, I believe, if he had... Like, I don't believe I can't believe that they didn't check the basement first off. You would check your entire house. Yeah. Now, now one o'clock they called the police at ten to six. It wasn't until one p.m. So we're talking seven hours later. You know that they've checked the basement and he took him with him. Now they brought everyone to the house, all their rich friends that were all over at the house. So they contaminated the entire house with any DNA, which is, then will exclude them from any DNA. There is DNA found, so they do have male DNA on record uh, that was found with. Uh, in her underpants, but 
until now at the moment there's been no uh, there's been no connection with anybody so um, fleet wide I think if he's got anything to do with it it's you know, that's why he was taken down to the um, to the basement because it, it, then his DNA of course would be everywhere and it basically counts him out Tobes, we've got to hit this uh, hard out, mate, but we appreciate good, uh, True Crime Tuesday. Uh, what's, what do you got here? Uh, Dunny says it's Toby Tuesdays. Uh, so hope, hopefully now, if the investigation comes, we'll get we'll get some answers. Toby Dow, thank you very much, good mate. Tobes. Quick plug yeah, of the book boy. again. Quick plug. Sam. 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 With a P. With yeah, a P. Thank you very much, Toby Dow. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.